Hey guys, here to do just a little, I don't know, a little quick podcast for you. Um, this is going to be a, a, a spoilery um, um, episode, if you know, um, more so for It Chapter 2. So if you haven't seen It Chapter 2 and you don't want it spoiled, um, you know, then I would say don't, don't listen. But I'm going to be talking about that. I'm also going to be talking about 13 Reasons Why and a bunch of other um, media like that. So, um, because I really want to talk about the subject of suicide, self-sacrifice, um, and those types of tropes in, uh, in TV shows and movies. And, um, if you, um, like I said, you know, if you don't want those things spoiled for you, I would say don't, don't watch, uh, or don't listen. I mean, um, but the the other thing I will say before jumping into is, you know, um, I'm not putting any ads. I'm not monetizing this episode. Um, this is just be a straight raw. There's not going to be any music um, or anything in the background. Um, to me, this is something serious, and you know, I want to talk about it because I think I have. Um, a different opinion than a lot of people do, but I want to put my opinion out there and why I hold it and have it, and um, yeah, all that, all that kind of stuff. So that's your final warning. I'm going to jump into it right now. Um, so to give context, um, you know, you know, I recently went and saw a chapter two a few times. Love the movie, um, but a big part of the movie is that Stanley, you know, he kills himself at the beginning, but at the end of the movie, you know, he sends a letter to everyone and pretty much states that he took himself off the board, that he t- takes himself out of the equation, sort of self-sacrificing himself so that he would be the thing that brings everybody together. Um, and I know from a lot of the reviews I've watched about the movie, a lot of people really don't like that or like the idea of suicide being used in that manner. And, you know, from what I could tell, I haven't read the book yet myself, but, you know, in the book, I guess it's not that, not that way at all. Um, he just sort of, you know, kills himself and that's just sort of, Sort of, I know that's how it is in the the TV movie with Tim Curry. Um, so, uh, but then I also want to talk about Thirteen Reasons Why because there's a lot of people that also feel that Thirteen Reasons Why is a very toxic toxic series. Um, and you know, I just wanted to give my two cents and say, you know, uh, I am somebody that has dealt with suicidal thoughts. Um, I am somebody that. Um, has on many times throughout my life for a, for a fortitude of reasons have come very close to, you know, pulling the proverbial trigger or, you know, whatever the case may be, you know, and I don't want to really turn this into a personal thing, you know, because, you know, I, I'm not going to go into my headspace of where I was at and all that kind of stuff because that's not the point of this podcast. But the point is I am somebody that has dealt with those kind of thoughts and dealt with being in that sort of 
mindset. And, you know, I, you know, something that I tell my friends a lot when we have debates about movies and things like that, and especially when film sort of comes vicariously close to very real subject matters and reality, um, I'm an artist above all else. You know, for me, I want whatever is going to serve the story the best. Um, and I want that more than I do anything else. You know, pretending that things don't exist or pretending that life is prettier than it actually is sort of just feels like a lie. And one of the things that I love about, you know, it especially is, you know, you know, especially chapter two, um, it's just, it's just real. I mean, yes, they're being chased around by a killer clown, which is not real at all, but the, the undertones to the film and the, the things they're exploring, the, 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 the cadence of everything is very much rooted in real life stuff. You know, and again, everything I'm saying right now especially when it is concerned to it. I have not read the book. And so it is very possible that after I read the book, which I am planning on getting and reading, I could feel completely opposite after reading the book. So I will put that little asterisk there as of now. I don't think it's going to change my mind, but it might. So, you know, I just have to be fair and say that, you know, because who knows what can happen. But for me... I stick to what I said coming out of both of my reviews for It Chapter 2. It Chapter 1 and 2 are my favorite movies of all time. And there's big, big reasons for that. And a huge, massive part of that reason is because of Stanley's sacrifice at the end of the movie. You know, if the only time that we ever saw Stanley were, uh, were the flashback scenes with Wyatt Olaf, if the only time that we get to see adult... Stanley was the one tiny little scene in the beginning where he gets the phone call and then decides to kill himself. If that is all we get, I would be extremely dis dissatisfied with what Andy Muschietti and the writers did with this movie because that is such an undercut to that character. Even though that's basically what happens in the book, there was even a little bit tad more and the TV movie. You got to see Stanley's personality a little bit and his interaction with his wife, you know, prior to, you know, getting the phone call, you know, and, and I'm not going to make it sound like it's night and day because it's not. I mean, you, you, it, it's, it's pretty close the amount of time that you get with adult Stanley in both the TV movie and the new one that just came out. It's not vastly different in terms of the amount of time itself. But but you do get a better sense of that with him. And so as as a as a as a movie thing, I love that they decided to give Stanley a little bit more heart and a little bit more depth than maybe what was there. Because, you know, again, and this is not me taking away from Stephen King's work, especially as somebody who has not read it. Um but nor did I grow up with it, and does it hold a 
you know, like really special place with me or anything like that. Um, but, but let's call it what it was. You know, there are a multitude of people that I know that have read the book that say that the ending's a little wish-wash, you know, that King was definitely high on something when he was writing it. Um, and so while the majority of the book, you know, a good 60-70% of it is great, there's a good, you know, 20-30% of the book that maybe could have been a little bit better. And, you know, I won't know what those parts are until I read it myself. But in terms of the film goes, to me, it's self-sacrifice. To me, it's no different than, you know, what Frodo did in Lord of the Rings what a multitude of characters have done in action movies since before I was born, you know, you know, running into the explosion, you know, locking somebody out of a room, you know, all, all those different tropes. There is literally no difference. And I think people are getting really hung up on the fact that, that he killed himself the way that he did cutting his wrists because of the manner of what it is. And, you know, this isn't necessarily even me, like, looking down on people, because I totally get it. If you have a loved one who, you know, cut themselves and killed themselves, I can only imagine what that's like. And it might be really, really rough for you to watch those things, but you have to look at it from a perspective of... Number one, it's a movie. But number two, this is my life, you know? You have to look at it both ways. And, like, even as somebody who has struggled with suicidal thoughts in the past, when I watch that scene, or when I have seen that scene twice now, there's no part of me that's like, oh, that means I need to go kill myself because that's how I could bring my friends together. Or, oh, oh, I need to kill myself because when I'm afraid of something and I can't do it, oh, that, that means that's my way out, you know? No, it's like... It's completely different. That is the journey that this particular character in this particular story was on. And I actually think what they do at the end of It Chapter 2 makes it that much more beautiful because, like, he realized that he could not do it. He realized that he was too weak to go through. And the best thing for him to do was instead of getting in the way of everybody else, he knew, I think, you know, because you could really tell it in the way that the, the scene plays out in the movie, I believe that he acted on the belief of, I think I know what I mean to my friends, you know, and, and if I do mean enough to them, then this will mean something. But me sticking around and me still being here is not going to change things either way. Because think of it this way, you know, in terms of the film, if he didn't kill himself, you know, like Pennywise could very much use Stanley against them, being as weak as he is, you know, if the fear of that moment was getting to all of them the way it did. It is evident that Pennywise's reach goes out far beyond Derry, you know. Um, you know, I believe that's something that they do really well in both films is giving you this knowledge that Derry 
is a very has a very spiritual you know i don't know thing about it you know where it's almost like it's 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 like a it's like encased in 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 this in this fog sort of and it's very much under pennywise's rule and so you know to me it just it all just all makes sense you know um and, you know, I, I also want to talk about 13 Reasons Why a little bit, too, is, you know, in both these cases, in reality, but I will use this particular ideology more in terms of talking about 13 Reasons Why, is I know there's a ton of people that think 13 Reasons Why is a dangerous, dangerous show to watch. Um, and, I, and I get it. Here's the thing. Whether or not 13 Reasons Why exists, whether or not we have the scene at the, at the end of it, chapter two, the fact of the matter is people are always going to struggle with suicidal thoughts, and there are going to be a portion of those people that will go through with it. It has nothing to do about family members. It has nothing to do about people doing this right or this wrong. It, it's an epidemic. It's, it's, it's a mental thing. So, with all of that said, imagine being a person that is dealing with these suicidal thoughts and dealing with all of these things. If you... Imagine never, 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 never having a story where a character deals with those thoughts and issues that you deal with, you know? I mean, think of it this way, you know, to sort of twist it a little bit. For me, you know, as a gay man, while there are a ton of, you know, foreign films and indie films that deal with the LGBT community and you know gay relationships or whatnot we're really just now in the last few years getting more mainstream you know lgbt characters on film and you know for me growing up like i didn't have any characters really that i could that i could re rely on and really see myself in and stuff and i imagine it's sort of the same same sort of principle you know like like, honestly, for me, again, as somebody who has dealt with suicide, I think for me, seeing characters deal with suicide, whether or not they actually go through with it or in, in, in the series, because again, at the end of the day, you're telling a story and you have to do what's best for the character. But whether or not they go through it or not, for me, seeing a character deal with that, seeing the effect that it has on friends or family members makes me want to do it that much less. You know what I mean? It doesn't make me want to do it more. It makes it that much more of a struggle to actually go through with it. You know, if I don't have anything that's that's combating those emotions that I already have inside of me, there's nothing stopping me. The only thing 
that could stop me. And I am talking about me personally. The only thing that could stop me from actually going through something like that is having a character like that, that really shows me, no, this is the effect that it ha it's going to have on my friends and my family. And, and I, you know, I choose, I choose, you know, I, I don't want to do that regardless of, you know, how bad I might feel in the moment, but, you know, just closing the door and putting a lock on it and us as a community going, we're never going to do characters that commit suicide or, you know, we're never going to talk about it. It's never going to come up in TV shows or movies. It's like the LGBT community. It doesn't mean it doesn't exist. It doesn't mean it's not there. And you just have to get over that. And that might be really mean and really harsh and really cold, but it's the truth. And I'm never going to say, I'm never going to say something like that that isn't truthful. Because it is a hard pill to swallow. For the, the, the hard, cold truth are that they, there are people out there that will go through with it. It doesn't matter what the rest of us do. There are always going to be people that take their own lives. And it's sad. And it's unfortunate. But at the same time, it is not our job to be the babysitter of every single person out in the world. You know, and I can tell you again, I said this, in, you know, in my spoiler review for it. Neither me or either of my friends that I went and saw the movie with thought what a lot of people are, are thinking coming out of it. Chapter two with the way that Stanley was dealt with in the movie. You know, we all understood it under the guise of the specific story that was being told. Because I got news, folks. Guess what? Killer clowns, they're not real. If, you know, at least not in the sense of Pennywise. I mean, sure, I mean, I guess you could have a, a serial killer that dresses up as a clown, I guess. That's possible. But in terms of it, it doesn't. it's not real. It doesn't exist. So... The whole movie, the whole movie is is tropes and lessons and uh, uh, messages, and and that's why I love it so much. It's it's like a modern day parable, you know. That's I mean that's what it is. It's it, it is a modern day Stephen King parable. That is what this movie is, and I love it. I love it because of that, you know. And not every character is gonna make it out clean, you know. And I love that even more because of that. You know, if, if all we ever get is cookie cutter stuff that, you know, is easy to handle, then art becomes a lot less interesting and a lot less worth investing yourself in. Because the whole point of art is to explore ideologies and things that maybe we can't express in reality, you know? I mean, like, look, you know, like for me, and, and, and look, and this is why this is not coming from a place of, like, telling people they're wrong necessarily. I'm just offering up maybe some thoughts that people haven't thought of because, look, I know for me, there's, there's, 
there are two things that I typically say that I have a hard time watching in movies, you know, and, and, and number two is seeing kids being killed in movies, which that is, I, I, I won't lie. That is one aspect of it. Chapter two that I don't like, I accepted Georgie's death in the first eight movie because that's the, you know, that's the thing that gets the whole story going. You know, everybody knows about Georgie and, and what happens with him, you know, whether or not you know about his older brother or not, you know, everybody knows about Georgie and Pennywise and that whole scene. So, you know, it's, it's one of those like things and stories, you know, it's like, you know, the princess and the prince dance at the end, you know, it's like, it's like the Cinderella and the shoe thing. It's like, everybody knows that happens, you know, but typically, you know, like in certain situations, I just, I don't like seeing kids get killed you know, or, or hurt or, you know, things like that, you know, it's very specific. And so, you know, I won't lie. I don't particularly like those moments in it. Chapter two, um, because they actually show two kids like getting brutally killed, but it works for the movie. And, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that, but the number one thing that I cannot watch in film is rape scenes, you know, rape scenes really, you know, get to me. You know, like, you know, for me, it's one of those things that, you know, it's not one of those things where, like, I'm in a movie theater and a rape scene starts happening and I walk out of the theater. But it is one of those things where I probably won't watch that movie again, you know. Um, one one good example for me of that is the remake of The Last House on the Left that came out, I think, in 2009 or whatever it was. You know, me and a friend went and saw it together. There is a brutal, brutal rape scene in it. And it's a great horror movie, I think. You know, I mean, you know, it's not one of the best, but I think I think it's pretty good. I don't know that I could ever watch that movie again, you know, because that was a really hard scene for me to watch. Um, and so, you know, we all have those things that, you know, are hard for us to, to, to handle. But... You know, if 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 the real if the real fear and not showing suicide on screen at all is you don't want to push people over the edge. This is what I will say. Um, and I say this with all the love that um, that I can muster is if it's going to take an episode of TV or a movie to push somebody over the edge to do it. They were probably going to do it anyways. You know, if that's all it takes, then they were probably already going to do it anyways. You know, because, again, I don't want to go into all the details, but I remember what it was like being suicidal. You are very weak. You are, your, your mind is very cloudy. And... You're, you are susceptible to a lot of things. But even for me at that point, you know, while I thought about it a lot and I, and I, and I played with the idea a lot, you know, I didn't go through with it because ultimately I realized that I wanted to live. And once I realized that, I just had to fight my way back to the other side. And every time 
I have been able to, you know, and I, but, but there are people that, that can't. And as somebody that has struggled with it, I, I don't mind saying if all it's going to take, you know, like specifically with it, if, if it's going to take Stanley killing himself, he's, he's in two shots of the movie. If that's, if you really think that that is going to push somebody over, they were going to do it anyway. You know, I think it's better to let these storytellers tell the story that they need to make because I'm sure for as many people out there might be struggling with suicide more after watching 13 Reasons Why, I can guarantee you there's just as much, if not more people on the other side going, because of watching this, I don't want to do this anymore. You know? I, I can promise you that, you know, because that, you know, which is why I think it's a damn crying shame. Netflix actually took out the scene in the first season where you actually see her cutting her wrist. And I don't do blood that well, like realistic looking blood, like CG blood, like an it doesn't really bother me. But, but like that would, that looked gross. That looked gritty. The, the second she started cutting herself, I got weak need. Like, I have no problem admitting that. But that was such a raw, real scene that I respected so much uh, for being in the show. You know, I think people have a very weird idea of what glorification means. Um, just because you show something is not a show glorifying it, you know? I mean... You know, I mean, again, you know, I've been talking about this whole episode. Look at it. Look at chapter one. Was Eddie Muschietti glorifying Georgie being killed by Pennywise? No. You know, in fact, throughout the entire movie, it's shown to be a sad thing and a bad thing that's happened. Something that Bill really struggles with and something that he still struggles with in chapter two. You know, showing something is not glorifying it. It's just showing it because it's something that happens. And, and you know, again, you know, shying away from something doesn't make it go away. You know, it just doesn't. And I wish that was a concept that more people understood. Um, so that's all I have to say. I feel like it was something important that needed to be said. I hope this finds you well. Um, I'll see you guys on the next podcast. Peace out.